All right, nothing to worry about now. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Zombros Action. So our co-host with the least amount of hours slept, and it's double playing over there. Fantastic. Okay, so we have a whole bunch of stuff on our plate today. We're going to talk about our Patreon. We did a massive update to that. We're going to talk about Town Remastered. I apologize, again, the gameplay's a little wonky. Something's still up with OBS. I'll figure it out eventually. Um, I want to thank everybody for watching my latest videos and my new series, The Mainframe, as well as my editors who have been both Chroma and BT that have been helping me out so, so, so much to make that so great. And I can't believe that video took off for me anyway. That's not a giant J taking off, but got 16,000 views on a video, John. That's nice. That typically doesn't happen, right? Right? The audio I checked beforehand should be good. That's exciting. Maybe we'll have it all figured out one of these days. Uh, but this is going to be Zombros. And we're going to be talking about custom zombies and some topics and some follow-ups I want to do with my video. Thanks for uh, waiting from last week. We had a little hiccup come in, but we're all good. And everything is firing on cylinders. So, John, I think you're ready to take it away with the Patreon update. Patreon update? Okay. So, where do we begin? The So, we had to make some changes to the Patreon. Um the problem was it was kind of running at like a state that just wasn't sustainable um and it was it was getting difficult to manage and it, it just it needed it needed to be updated so we paused it about two months ago and in the meantime we've been slowly working on like refining it and making it better and um, yesterday or two days, I think on Friday, I uh, implemented some of the changes that we have been like discussing and mulling over in the background. So uh, there should be a link in the stream. You can check it out. The uh, Zombros Patreon. Yes. One of the things we first did was we had to just nuke the Patreon. So we wanted to revamp the tiers and that required us also like getting rid of the tiers. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we've now simplified the Zombros Patreon. Before you had Classic, Rare, Ultra Rare, Primus. Um, now we just have two tiers. We have Ultimus and we have Primus. Uh, and the basic level, if you just want to support the show, you do so as an Ultimus patron, and that'll give you access to the Discord. Or you could become a Primus patron, and this is going to get you a bunch of big rewards. So beyond just simplifying the tiers, the biggest change is that we've moved from a per or from a monthly format to a per episode format. So in the past, we were charging patrons every month, and this became difficult. And this was particularly what was unsustainable. So when we're doing when we're charging people on a monthly basis, we as creators feel obligated to make sure that you guys are getting value for your money. And this basically means doing four shows a month, which for the longest time wasn't that hard, especially when we first created the Patreon and Black Ops 4 was just off in the horizon and we were all excited. But once Black Ops 4 bombed and really the community around the game kind of fell apart, we found ourselves in a situation where we're kind of forcing out an episode of Zombros every week. And I think you guys then saw this in the quality where we just weren't happy doing the show the episodes weren't very good there wasn't stuff to talk about we'd be talking in circles around the same negative things and a lot of this came from this pressure to make sure that we were doing an episode an episode every week that way the patrons were getting their value for their dollar so what we've done instead is switch sombro's patreon now to a per episode format so you can be an ultimus patron and pay mm -hmm. three dollars per podcast or be a premise patron and pay five dollars per podcast 
And what we hope is that while there may be less Zombros episodes overall, they will instead be higher quality episodes. So this kind of prevents this unsustainable rut that we found ourselves in where the episodes, while they were coming out, were getting worse and worse because we were kind of burning ourselves out. Mm -hmm. uh, just to again go over the tiers. So there's an Ultimus patron. If you just want to support the show and pay $3 per podcast, you're still getting the same old show mm -hmm. with or without a Patreon subscription, but it's just a way to support us, support the show. You get access to the Discord. Um, but if you want to be a Primus patron, you get a bunch of really cool rewards. So the Zombros bonus episodes will be returning. There will be two bonus episodes per month. In addition to that, we're going to start recording our custom sessions. So, for example, this week we'll be talking about Town Reimagined. Whenever we're playing custom maps, we're either going to try to get in them together and record a playthrough of us, or will we do individual recordings and pass those recordings on to the Patreon. So not only will you be able to hear us talk about the show, but you'll be able to hear us experience the maps in real time. We're also trying to implement what we're calling like access to Zombros polls. So one of the things we're going to start doing is letting out polls on the Zombros Discord, and then you guys can contribute to those polls. You can discuss them. You can debate them. And then these will go on to become stuff that we talk about in the show. So, for example, we could put up a poll like, what's the greatest map of all time? And then you guys would then debate that in the Discord chat. And then this would go on to be a topic on the show. So this is a way that you guys could directly contribute to the show. And we'd actually be reading and be like, oh, so-and-so patron said this. And I thought that was a really insightful point for that reason. So that's one way that you can get your voice heard on the show. Another thing you'll do is get access to Topic Time, which has been a staple of Zombros over the past year. Or so I think one of the best additions to the podcast we've done through this Patreon. Um, also, a couple of other small things, access to the Discord, of course, uh, discounts on all future merch that Reed and I are selling, as well as an on-screen thank you to our patrons. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're getting if you want to become a Primus patron. Um, we did, unfortunately, cut some tiers. Uh, I should also mention that if you were previously a Primus patron and you sign up to be a Primus patron now, you'll receive two free months of membership. The way that works is that every time you, uh, every time we release an episode, you will be charged. However, we will just refund that money directly back into your account. So we'll be doing that for the first two months for all previous Primus patrons. Mm -hmm. That's how the new Patreon works. I think this is really good because now we're not forcing ourselves to do monthly episodes. And I think you are weekly episodes. And I think you guys are going to get a lot better content as a result. So mm -hmm. check it out. Um, if you were previously a patron and you want to become a patron of this new setup, you do need to re-sign up because we had to nuke the tiers previously. So all members, whether you were Primus, an Ultra Rare, a Classic, or a Rare, you do need to re-sign up if you'd like to support the show again. And we'd really appreciate it if you did. Again, the link is in the description. Yeah. John nailed the point. Awesome summary, John. Thank you very much. Um, I just want to add to it is this should really help with burnout. You'll never have more than four shows in a single month. So we're never going to do one of those things like, all right, let's get like four pocket, five, six podcasts out this week to try and make a ton of money. That's not our goal. That's not our objective. Our goal is to try. Agreed, and... I got to make rent this month. Yeah. Well, now six podcasts. <laughs> no, we're not. We're never going to be doing that. Uh, the idea as a max of four, uh, but probably realistically around two to three a month as whatever is relevant that's coming out, and on a month that's really slow, then it'll just be one podcast a month, and it'll be our hour and a half, two hours podcast that we really dig into whatever we need to instead of a week of talking in circles about just miscellaneous random stuff we don't enjoy. That is what Black Ops 4 really hit hard with me. More me than John. I was burnt out and totally 
not behind the game because I was also going full time for YouTube at that point where, you know, John actually has the wondrous reprieve of school and, and like social gatherings. Life. Yeah, <laughs> college life. So this should be a wonderful way to balance uh, what we want to do. So I'm very excited for the Patreon going forward. We do plan to have other sorts of rewards and giveaways that will be mixed in as well for people who sign up and want to support the show. And if you just want to support the show, I mean, three bucks, you can at the minimum three bucks for, you know, one or two shows a month for max $12 a month. I mean, that goes a really long way for us, but is way less than like that obnoxious like this month. We $20 this month for sure. It's like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that. This is a nice way to spread it out over time. It's almost like uh, taking, what is it, amortizing <laughs> your support of Zombroats. Oh, I should also mention that um, as we slowly sort of build up the base back on the Patreon, um, we're not charting for like these, for like the shows that we're doing in February. Mm. So you can sign up for the Patreon now, but you won't actually start getting charged until March. Yeah. So, so why not? Just a heads up to you guys there. Um, and we'll be doing promotions and stuff throughout like the month of March or so. So keep an eye out for that. Yep. And and, and no, Captain Zombros is always free on YouTube. This is supporting. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in those did it. Uh, in the rewards, John said, was there an exclusive Zombros? I believe we cut the bonus shows as well, right? Or are we still doing bonus no, shows? No, no, we are still doing okay. bonus shows. Okay. That's fantastic then. I and mean, look at that. We even get bonus shows. We didn't even mention that. <laughs> so you, no, you get extra. Did you? I thought mm, I, I thought you mentioned the gameplay that we get. Well, now now there's more. There's the gameplay and the bonus. Ah, look, you guys get so much freaking content. Still. I would argue you guys are getting more bang for your buck now with this new system than the previous. One. I'd say so. And then we're also not pulling our hair out trying to make sure. Yeah. And the shows will get better as a result. Yeah. That's terrific. So cool. All right. So I think that's everything we want to talk about for the Patreon. Thank you all for mm -hmm. listening to that. And uh, let's get into Town Reimagined, not Remastered. I misspoke. Thank you for the correction check by uh, Virko or Virko. I think he's a good friend of Alex, who's the map creator. This map, I titled it, uh, the title of this video is somewhere around here along the lines of like what zombie chronicles could have been like what it felt like because man black ops 3's lighting and the color correction that alex does with his maps made me just wish zombie chronicles we got our we got our hands on it early like we talked about last time last show when we had him on discussing his return to bus depot map God, I enjoyed this map. Was there an Easter egg, by the way, besides the music that you could keep playing over and over? No, I don't. I don't believe so. Okay, I tried looking it up and to double check, it, and I, I, I just had a great time with this. I liked being able to play the music Easter egg over and over again. Uh, did you? Mm -hmm. Actually, to be honest, I didn't even touch the music Easter egg. Fair enough. But I played. I've actually. You're really behind on this map read. Like this map blew up maybe about like, oh, yeah. a year ago. Oh yeah. Oh no, um, I remember. Noah had streams about it and all this type of stuff. Yes, I, I never touched it. Tim Hansen actually really took off with um, his review of this map. I think. I think oh. like back before Tim. I mean, Tim's obviously really big and on top of the game now. Big but time. Before he was, I think like one of his first real breakout videos was him playing this map. Um, oh, that's awesome. No, so so this was this was like I had to revisit this map. Um, before we did the show mm -hmm. last week, I revisited it. But I actually had never done the music Easter egg on this map. Okay. So I played this a decent bit. Did you like all the new areas? Because reimagined, he really did do a great job of adding the bowling alley, another place in behind where the, like, the Claymores or the Semtexes used to be. And he added Banana Culata, 
Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. I believe that's what it was called. I th I think it's banana colada, or it's been. I always thought it was banana collider. But oh, could banana be. colada makes more sense. I don't remember to be honest with you, but that was uh, Matt Gaz, right? That was his passion yeah, project yeah, to kick. Was... Back in Black Ops Three, that was his like thing. Yeah, so it was really cool to see those added. Um, yes, it was. Everyone's got their hill. Everyone's got their hill to die on in Call Mine of Duty. Is Some people it's Skyrise. Yeah. Other people it's Banana Colada. Mine's Atlantis. That's the hill I die on. I, everyone's got their own weird thing. Uh, this map looks gorgeous on Black Ops 3's engine, without a doubt. The the gunplay is really fun. I like how he used the Duris Pack-A-Punch textures. Those are always some of my favorites. And it does give you the... Am I remembering that right? Or is, or is it the actually the original town pack-a-punch textures the pack -a -punch camo? yeah uh, i'm looking at it right now assuming the gun you're holding is packed it is they all are it. a little bit um isn't the Dorees pack-a-punch like a silver oh uh, that's the original it was pure silver was the original but then in the giant it's like this gold in in dark purple or I dark black wrong, but i remember in the giant like black ops 3 you just had like different colors like, that was derizendrac had different colors, uh, had like the Jolly Rancher colors. That's how I always equated it. I'm having a hard time. There's it. only 40 uh, plus maps, John. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, honestly, the, the the camo looks more reminiscent of uh, like that muddy red Black Ops 1 camo. Oh, I don't. It, that's probably my shitty uh, qu capture quality right now. I did not see like the lines. It definitely wasn't the circuit board camo from Black Ops 1. Mm -hmm. uh, but regardless, say, I'm, look, like the, I'm looking at your gameplay right now, yeah. and you're really doing the map a disservice with like how short your like render distance is. Oh, certainly. Uh, I, I'm I'm having issues trying to get the uh, highest quality playing on Black Ops Three, and to get the recording highest quality. As you guys can see, there's pixelations going on. OBS and BO3 are not working well, and uh, I'm going to get it together. I thought I fixed it this week. I bumped the bitrate all the way up, but there's a default. Like when I stream to YouTube now, there's this thing about using optimized settings, and this is what ends up uh, taking over no matter what my custom settings were in the past where I never had an issue. So I think that's a classic Microsoft Windows update excuse. <laughs> it's like, no, don't update anything. Everything's working fine, and then there it goes. I need to at some point really consider actually upgrading my PC. Yeah. Uh, Ironside, if you're listening, I'm very open to working with you guys. Again. You should reach out. Um, should do because it. Because I, because um, I'm running off an Ironside, and I've been since Black Ops Three. Mm -hmm. But um, this Ironside, over the course of when did Black Ops Three come out? Four years. Ago. 2015. So five years ago. Yeah, Twenty five years ago. Like November 2015. Is, I mean, this PC is five years old. Um, I have a hard time sometimes with Black Ops 3 at full settings. Mm -hmm. um, I never even bothered Black Ops 4 because, like, I don't think I could do that high quality and record. Mm -hmm. But, like, Black Ops 5 in November, like, five years behind in the time, um, I'm definitely going to need to start upgrading soon. And if Ironside wants to help me out with that, um, <laughs> we'd be, like, best friends, Ironside. Listen to shameless YouTuber beg for free stuff. Sombra's live. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, like, I have, I have the same issue as you. Mm -hmm. Like I have, I have to play sometimes maps with like really low quality, 
um, like turn every every setting down to low and really strip it down. Oh, geez, um, man, I, I normally don't have that, that issue. That doesn't give me an issue. Like I can keep the render distance pretty far and everything. Because actually, he's got a lot of stuff going on in the background. Like there's a number of different, like just random skyscrapers, not skyscrapers, but just tallish buildings. Sure, it makes the town feel fuller. Absolutely, he does a wonderful job of creating that classic Treyarch illusion that there's more there than there really is. And I love that. Uh, a suggestion in chat was to use shadow play. I never understood how to use shadow play. I struggle with that. So if I could ever get around to learning that, that would probably be an awesome thing to use for recording and for decent things about it. And he also, uh, shadow play, NVIDIA shadow play, wow. part of your graphics card has a way of recording. And Verco also says, oh, Reed, I'm going to be making a city underwater for my Dakraheim universe? It's not Atlantis, but similar in settings. Well, I'll play that. If that's a custom PC map that's like Atlantis, I played Leviathan. I enjoyed it. Yes, please. Yes, please, indeed. I'm, I'm all about the Rapture-esque zombie maps. I think those are really cool ideas. Hey. There's absolutely there's absolutely potential in um, Black Ops 3 mm -hmm. for an underwater map because they have like, the swimming mechanics already built oh, into those, the Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Like we had, and and they they incorporated a little bit of swimming in Zetsubo, um, but if somebody really wanted to try to see and flesh out a uh, an underwater map, I guess it could be done. Mm -hmm. I should, although yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know like how much fun training underwater would be, but it's an idea. Yeah, I mean, there's at the very least you can have a setting in which you can finally implement heavy water mechanics and balance it off with like, oh, well, you can just train like normal. That's one of the things I really liked about Town Reimagined was we could train in the bowling area. That was really nice. And I found places where I like to camp new places by Banana Culata or even in the bowling area again. It was fun to have these new places to feel like I'm playing the same map, but at a... Uh, again, reimagine expanded experience, and that's sort of what it gets into. Uh, my one of my videos I made this week, which I or last week, I started a new series called the Mainframe, John. I don't know if you're quite familiar with it or not because it's brand new. I'm aware it's blowing up YouTube. <laughs> Sixteen thousand views Woo! a week. I didn't expect that, especially since I didn't post basically anything in all of January. Uh, the idea, I think, Chroma. Chroma Stone, one of my editors, made the suggestion that you should call it the mainframe because, like in Zombies, everything always relates back to the mainframe or always comes back to the mainframe. So it's a topical show about zombies every week. Sort of similar to your, like, uh, Zombies Q&A, but I'm only doing a video essay, basically. One video essay, a little over a thousand words, over a ten-minute video once per week to dive deep into some sort of topic. And let's talk about rewards for Black Ops, uh, Black Ops 4 Zombies and how the lack of rewards hurt the game. It was basically taking, remember my feedback to Treyarch, taking that paragraph or that page and made, turning it into a video like I wanted to do almost a year ago. So diving into that, the comments and the reactions I found interesting because there is a minority of commenters that continue to be like, why, why do gamers need rewards nowadays? Why do gamers need to be rewarded when playing a game? Back in the day when I played... Uh, he, this one used Halo 2, other people used Zombies. We didn't need rewards or other games. Like, why are gamers spoiled? That was very much a tone. Like, why do they need these participation trophies to play? And I'm like, I think you missed the point of the video. Relating to a, to Town Remastered here, comment. yeah, I, I, I think it's not a solid argument. Because Town Remastered does exactly what 
like we're getting at. There's a good gameplay loop. That's what I was constantly getting at, is that there's a gameplay loop that was lacking in Black Ops 4 that keeps you addicted. And rewards could have been the solution to that gameplay loop because I wasn't arguing, let's change the gameplay mechanics. That wasn't the point of the video. We're saying, like, well, we got to accept it as it is. How could we have made it better? And rewards would have made it better, especially because of how tedious quests are. Town Reimagined is a great example of opening up new areas, allowing for more perks inside the map, and letting you replay all these different... Uh, no, crap, someone's at my door. Let me just mute that. Letting you replay uh, certain areas with new experiences helps you for a more fun feedback loop. I, I, had, I did two different recordings of this because the first sit-down I had wasn't... Uh, I only could play with 20 minutes. I didn't get a long gameplay in. Then I turned on fun mode. I just tried to do all at once, see what this is all about, play with all the Wonder Weapons, really try and showcase the map. And it's a great experience. Now, obviously, we don't come back to custom maps uh, anywhere close to what we do with Treyarch maps. But that is the idea that I even feel with here. You need to expand whatever the positive feedback loop is. Even if you play Halo 2 a million times, Zombies doesn't have the nostalgia or the ability to... It, it, it ha it doesn't have nostalgia, and it has the detriment that it has 40 iterations between three different developers to slow down people's enjoyment and make them want new things. And that's something I want to talk about a little bit on the show and relate it to the map as well. That, like, how, how do you feel about that same idea, John, of, like, you can play Halo 2 10,000 times over and not need rewards. But zombie doesn't fit that category, right? Or, or am I off? Because I completely be off. I'm, I'm no... I did, because a lot of this stuff is opinions and analysis on the internet. But, like, what do you what do you make of that argument that... I think you I think you are off. I mean, one, I think Zombies definitely does have nostalgia going for it. Okay. Zombies absolutely has nostalgia. But people okay. are nostalgic for maps like Kino, you know? Well, I'm saying... Um, I'm saying older maps have the nostalgia, but newer maps don't, so they can't lean on that. We have no problem yeah. going playing Doris, but you play 9, and people are saying, like, why this isn't... I mean, as big as 9 is, and there's so much to it, there's all these drawbacks. People are saying, we need more with 9, when the same person will say, well, look at... How can you like Doris when, when you're not like a 9? That doesn't make any sense. And I think 9 suffers from those 40 iterations. Like, you don't have nostalgia for 9. Yeah, that's what well, I meant I mean, by we've that. We talked about this. We talked about this on the show. Where you got to kind of keep growing. Uh huh. Because if you're not adding like new features and stuff, then the game gets stale. Yeah. And you know, so so you're always adding new stuff and new stuff. And like, for example, if they released a map that was as stripped down today as like Dereze, I don't think that map would do well. People would think it's empty. Yeah. They'd complain that like, oh, there's no extra Easter eggs or side quests or nothing like that. Yeah, know? I agree. I agree. So you can go. You can't go backwards. You can only go forwards. Um, and I think this actually hurts development. Mm -hmm. I think it makes it harder to develop. You're always trying to come up with new ideas, and sometimes those ideas just don't always work. Sure. Um, as for, like, rewards, um, like, it's kind of hard to quantify, really, what your reward is in Zombies. I mean, mm -hmm. say, maybe the most surface-level one is just getting to the next round. Yeah. You know, the feeling of completing a round and hearing that... Um, hearing like that round changing music sure the problem is is that also we're really skilled zombies players relative to like your average person yeah so like that reward just isn't the same you know it's mm -hmm. it just diminishes return 
I, for the newer ones, though, but don't you still feel successful when you get to round 30 and not in Verruckt, World at War? Doesn't that yeah. old map still work better, even though we're veterans? Why does the round, why does it feel more successful on Verruckt? Because it's, it's, it's a lot harder. Okay, so do you Black think... Ops, Black, Ops, Black Ops 4, I have my special list that I can right. use to get me out of jail, and that thing resets every, like, multiple times around. Sure. You know, and I can also reset it through drops. Mm -hmm. um, I've got more perks, I've got more wonder weapons, but when I'm playing World at War Rook, all I really have is Juggernaug and a, some traps and a mildly wonky uh, zombie hit detection that's going to make it harder to go down, okay. or easier to go down. So, see, this is why I think it's an interesting conversation, right? The game is more open to play more. It's more open for more people to play. It's easier for. I guess I don't even need quotes for that. It's easier in the later iterations. You have way more options and way more things to do, but it doesn't feel as addictive or rewarding, despite there being so much more available to you. Well, I think as you get more, as more becomes available, the game becomes actually easier. Okay. And that's a little bit of the issue. Interesting. Uh, I think about think about like how zombies has evolved to mm -hmm. where zombies started as essentially a tower defense game. Yes, of that course. Was the original inspiration for zombies. Yes, of course. But now it's no longer a tower. Like in a tower defense game, you're you're in tight confined quarters. Mm -hmm. Now what you're in is what is essentially an arena. Yeah. Zombies is now you're you're set in an arena. Where you're not you're not defending a tower. You're you're playing in an arena. Um, and that arena is much more open. You know, there's wide places to train. It's easier to get to high rounds. You have things like specialists and you have wonder weapons that'll get you out of trouble. So the game becomes easier, especially as you add more and as you expand and make these maps bigger and larger. Mm -hmm. You know, what maps are the most rewarding to get to high rounds on? I'd say maps like Shangri-La, maps like Verrooked, maps like Knocked. Sure. You know, those are the ones that you could be proud of. But nobody's going to be proud of saying they got to round 50 on town. You know, because that doesn't tell me that you really survived okay. a long time. It yeah. tells me that you just had a lot of patience. Right, 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 right. And uh, that almost gets into your video you talked about, about the hours. That was such a fascinating idea. So then I also want to add, I don't have answers, and I keep asking you this. That's I just think this is an interesting conversation. I don't know where I, I fall quite yet on these ideas. But then if difficulty is the issue, they gave us hardcore and they gave us realistic modes, and yet we aren't flocking to them. And I still felt the same frustration, the three-hit system on a hardcore mode. Sometimes I really liked it. Sometimes I still really like it. And other times I'm so against it because all of a sudden if I don't have my shield and the super sprinter hits me, it's like, why did I bother playing this game for X amount of hours when I just got, oh, the game decided you're over and dead now. Why couldn't the difficulty on Black Ops 4 settings give us that reward? Part with, I think part of the issue with the difficulty settings is that it's it's an artificial difficulty. Okay. You know, it's not the zombies that everybody else is playing. So I can go and I can play hardcore. Yeah. But when I go to school the next day, my friends probably aren't playing hardcore. You think you know? that's the difference? I think because it's not the default setting and it's not what everybody else is playing, it feels artificial. Ooh, that's an interesting perspective. I don't know if I think that's the only contribution to those modes feeling different, but I definitely and like it. But it's also you might not even think about it. Like you might forget it's there, too. Yeah. Um, that's a very good point. Yeah, so I, I think it's a combination of it not being what everybody else is playing. It's not the default, and it's not as visible that make it like that. Fascinating.
Well, I, I want to bring that up, and again, in relation to t Town Remastered, um, how did you feel about coming back to a map, replayability-wise, that you've already played on Black Ops 2, and seeing it upgraded and reimagined to Black Ops 3, did it get boring really quick because you're like, oh, I'm doing the same you know, circle strategy, I know what I'm comfortable with. Did any of that kick into you while you played the map? Yeah, um, it's it, I, yeah, honestly, I think it did a little bit, especially as I revisited it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, like, I had played this like a year ago. That's also fair. I was coming back to it now, so I've played this a decent amount. I knew what was in the map, mm -hmm. um, so I can't necessarily speak to it as if I'm discovering this for like the first time. Like I knew like this part. I knew like the um, the rooms by like uh, I guess is it not the bank. I don't know what this area is called, but where like banana banana collider is. Yeah, I knew yeah. about that. I knew about the bowling alley. Um, I think like the bowling alley is cool, but it's a pretty easy place to train in. So it kind of got stale. Sure. Um, I hadn't ever tried camping like you're doing right now by Banana Collider, but this is actually a pretty good camping spot by the looks of it. Cool. I actually yeah. tried to avoid this room because I found it hectic with the zombies coming up both up the stairs and through that open window. So yeah, I guess that hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I had actually never tried this, but now that I watch you play here, it does actually seem like a very good spot to train. I was having a lot of fun with it, and many or don't train, camp. camp. Yeah, and I'm a camper, so that I'm the type of guy in zombies, I've, because of the Darice catwalk strategy, that's been one of my favorite things of, of all time in Darice was one of my favorite maps back in the day, because there were so many different ways to camp. You could camp by a fly trap, not open the door to animal testing. Someone sits with a flamethrower at the window, and everybody else is using carbine ammo and whatever their secondary gun is, and you have another fun way of camping. You also don't open the door from the mainframe out you you had a lot of ways to play in camping and that's one my personal uh enjoyment of zombies a lot of it came from in my play style so in a map like this i found there were plenty of places to camp you'll see me go by phd at one point i think you were just talking about that it's way too hectic that's a really tough place to end up camping um and you know the training did get a little boring to me and i definitely did feel a lot of this like I'm I'm getting I'm I'm feeling like this is basically town again. I don't want to play this over and over and over again, but this is fun to jump back into. The new areas would definitely stimuli stimuli stimulus to me that I was like, "Oh, fun. This is fun. I like I like new, new and exciting. More and more of this." And I, I, I had a good time with it. I played I played till about round 20. I opened up everything. Um I had um I had like packaged multiple weapons a few times. Mhm. Mm so I had basically ex I had exhausted everything I could do on the map, and after about twenty rounds, I was kind of like, okay, I'm good here. Yep. Um, and so I, I stopped playing after that. Um, one of the things I did I, I did like was uh, actually being able to blow up the bank door. Yeah, and, like, wasn't that cool? HD on the other side. Yeah, that was lovely. Good touch. Although I'm not I'm not exactly sure how useful PhD is in Black Ops Three. Um, I um, I think it kept us in the fire longer. You could take more hits from the fire, and you have Mustang and Sally, which, remember, in Black yeah. Ops 2, we didn't have much of that. I had the RPG for a little bit, and that was all right. Uh, it was cool to have Mustang well, and, and Sally. Obviously, yeah. obviously, it protects you from like explosive damage. But I was talking more like, well, I can't dolphin die, so what's the point? Right, uh, and that's why I think I was definitely taking more fire, I noticed, at the end. But that might have been my jug, actually, so I'm, I'm unsure. That's not quite fair. But I wasn't dying staying in the lava my final stand in this gameplay by Pack-a-Punch Machine for quite a while. I literally had to wait for the zombies to come and hit me. Mm -hmm. But this is where I... One of the oh, go ahead. 
one of the things though I, I appreciated uh, about this map, speaking of the fire, is that when you kill fire zombies, it didn't explode in your face. <laughs> I always found that feature in Black Ops Two so annoying. Yeah, I couldn't. I hated that. It's very aggravating because um, it was every zombie. <laughs> so I like that the zombies aren't blowing up in my face. Yes. Um, and to your point, where you're saying about 20 rounds, I'm pretty sure this gameplay goes 20 rounds, but I'm also using a mod called Fun Mode that gets all the zombies sprinting at you up by round two. Everything get out of the box is pack-a-punched. Uh, it gives you more weapon slots, allows you to buy all the perks, I'm pretty sure, because I just wanted to show off everything I could on this map. And I found by round 20, I was definitely done with this map as well. That's just like, okay, we did everything we could do where... And return to Bus Depot, the challenge is still there, I feel like, for past round 20. You want to get to a higher round, and you kind of have that extra, you know, with the ability to teleport and go to those other places like town and his uh, scrapped starting room area for a different map. That stuff, yeah. that stuff just keeps me going. I don't know why. It's a better feedback loop. But I also think the reason why a map like uh, bus Depot, Return to Bus Depot works better than, say, Town Reimagined. Mm -hmm. Is that while Town Reimagined has more new areas, Bus Depot only has one new area, which is just the little pack, the teleporter room. Yeah. Difference is, is that Bus Depot gives you something you've never had before, which is the Bus Depot, but with Pack-a-Punch and perks and a boss and all that stuff, mm -hmm. you know? I thought you were going the, there with the, that, and I agree. And a quest! The only and a quest! We, the only time we ever play that Plus the main quest. The only time we ever really play Bus Depot is like when we're trying to do bare bones survival. And I think most people did it like once or twice and then said, all right, I'm just going to go play town. Right. Whereas like town, we already had lots of perks and we already had a pack of punch. So it, it feels like a lot of just Black Ops 2 town with just a couple extra rooms and a few new perks. Uh, topic time, John. It doesn't feel as... It, what'd you say? Topic time. You've got to hit topic time. I just oh, remembered yeah, that too. I was going to do it, but yeah, you got this. But it, it feels a lot... Like, Bus Depot feels a lot more fresh. Yeah. Compared to Town, just because of, like, starting points. I agree. Like, if Town is starting here, Bus Depot is starting here. Gotcha. No, I definitely agree with you. Uh, so, yeah, that is basically all I had to, to talk about for Town Rematch. And another excellent map. Highly recommend it. Definitely years later, uh, behind the eight ball when this guy actually came out this map. And it's a fun time. It's an excellent map. I mean, for free, on if you have it on Steam for BL3, I'd suggest jumping into it. You'll have a good hour or two to yourself to relive and be like, oh, this could have been Zombie Chronicles 2 coming out. Uh, and I, again, like we discussed, we believe that Zombie Chronicles is probably going to be a pre-order DLC of the next game yeah, but do you I, think they probably not because of the money and time and effort that was put into it but do you think treyarch would want to separate the ether storyline from the chaos they're continuing or whatever new storyline they start up i still think they're going to stick with chaos too much time is invested into that i think for them just to abandon it uh, are you suggesting just like throwing chaos characters into a, a town reimagining no i'm yeah, saying they just yeah. drop the the zombie chronicles 2 period because they don't want to confuse any players with uh, Zombie Chronicles coming out and being like, I thought the Ether storyline was over. And they're like, well, no, this was actually a leftover from BO4. Um, you know, I, I totally think that could happen. But what I also think could happen as well is just, like, releasing these maps, but putting, like, hazmat suit guys in, like they've done in the past. Okay. That's, um, yeah. 
And it's like, yeah, they're technically from the Ether universe, but there's no actual story going on here. We're just giving you guys these maps. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame to lose all that effort and work that they put in. I've heard rumors yeah, that's that... Why, that's why I'm tempted to think that they won't just throw out. What they right. Have. I've heard rumors it's all set and ready to go, uh, but they basically have red tape right now that they can't get get the map out. That's what I heard through I mean, the grapevine. If, if they decide, though, to like reboot the Ether storyline mm -hmm. and just chaos then this is easy oh yeah absolutely an easy decision i really don't want them to drop chaos i really do like the chaos storyline after ancient evil i'd like to know a lot more and i mean we've talked in circles about how they shouldn't split the season foresight's 2020 but now it's like okay ether's over let's show us what you got with uh, chaos mm -hmm. chaos uh, is time to shine oh shoot uh so yeah, i remember somebody pointed out that maybe i've heard this before or i forgot about it uh but there is a comment that pointed out i don't understand the marketing when they say it's the biggest zombies launch ever i was like what do you mean and it, it is true content wise because the maps are gigantic all right they're much bigger than any maps we put in the past you talking about black ops 4 yes black ops 4 they're saying it was the largest our largest zombies launch ever we had the most maps ever ever releasing a launch ever but that's not true because Black Ops 1, and maybe we'll talk it out, maybe it is true. But Black Ops 1, if you got the special edition, you got the four original maps and you got three on disc maps. You got seven maps on release. Technically, quantity wise, Black Ops 1 released the most amount of Call of Duty zombie maps. And you can't make the remastered argument because two maps were remastered for the launch but they were reimagined so you could make a reimagined argument for blood of the dead and classified but then again it's only four maps including the dlc that was on launch um no nah, i don't count this because it's just the florida war maps it, they're not new maps well they were updated and remastered they, they new graphics new guns they weren't reimagined though with new quests and new rooms and true all that true um new like themes and everything like it's it's essentially just straight like like Dorees is just world at war Dorees, but with black ops one guns and in the black ops one engine sure sure so yeah it, it's like, less work than class we can agree the classified feels different than five hundred percent i completely agree blood feels different than mom right so i i think it is as a whole, work-wise, it's the largest content drop that they have because of how big all the maps are. But quantity-wise, I think there's the obnoxious internet, well, technically, argument that can ring true that, like, yeah, I guess they did release seven maps for BO1. Technically, they did. Do you, do you count, though, um, do you count, what do you call it, as a map? Like, uh, Dallas Arcade? Uh, well, I, I mean, do you count gauntlets as something they had to put resources towards or rush? I mean, those are modes. Uh, those are maps. I would put, I would put gauntlet on par with, uh, Dead of Star Cade. But I also think that, like, gaunt, I, like, but Dead of Gauntlet didn't come out at launch. True. 
I don't know. DevOps, I see, is it, it took time and effort. It was the point I was trying to make. It took resources for the team, and it was a part of the on-disk launch. But I guess so is Rush. So I guess it's fair, actually, if we start making those comparisons. John, excellent point. Wouldn't Rush and mutations, mutations. and we start getting all the extra? Then of course it's their biggest launch, without a doubt, yeah. without question. Two, two, two stories. Um, I, I think anybody making this argument is just silly. No, I thought it was just an interesting point to be say that at least quantity-wise, it wasn't the same. But quali- quantitatively, when you talk about content, it's not even close. Still, Black Ops 4 is way out ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just never had anybody put it to me that way. I'm like, well, that's an interesting point, at the very least. So, what do you make of the custom zombie map community renaissance going on right now? I think it's a good thing, um... I mean, that that goes without saying. Um, sure. I don't know really where it came from. Do you think it's uh, Tim Hansen? I mean, he's basically the leader of the community right now. Him and Mr. Dalek JD are still really, and I say pizza too to a degree. They're leading the charge on Call of Duty zombie content. And a lot of Tim's essay videos start really hitting home with, hey, custom zombie maps. Let's mess around with Crazy Rabbit. I should also mention Crazy Rabbit. We're going to have a great time, personality-based gameplay. And then also, he had really funny commentaries of being like, this map's hot garbage, and this is why. Um, I don't know, because I, I think I think you're getting... I think you're starting to get some good maps. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we got a lot of flood of crap when Black Ops 3 Montools first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were occupied with Black Ops 4 for a while. Um, I, I almost think it's a little bit of a mix of like some people making good content with these maps but also they're now just being enough quality maps and people making good enough maps like town reimagine was kind of one of the first maps to really kick off this renaissance about a year ago and i think part of that comes from the fact that it is a really solid map it looks good it looks like something out of triarch um like, I, I think it's a little bit of moat. I think we're starting to get good maps, and now we have a base of maps that are good enough. And then you also have people making videos with that. Like, they feed each other. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think of... Uh, I, you probably didn't see this. I still follow Guns for Hire. He is... Uh, you always win. And Meat Wagon, they still do their custom zombie PCs, PC maps. He was actually going to try and fund a map to be created. He was going to run a contest. Anybody who support it, you always win... Uh, or just is interested and just hasn't been a troll to you always win, would have the opportunity to, uh, I don't have to tweet up in front of me, but I believe it was along the lines of, like, we want to pay uh, the map makers to make more awesome custom zombies. And I'm like, dang, like, that's something good for the community, right? Mm-hmm. How do I spell his name? I think it's good for the community, but I don't actually think it helps the community. Uh-huh. Um, I think what you get is one person that's suddenly being paid to make a map. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think that actually ensures quality maps, and I don't think that improves every other map maker. Mm-hmm. I think that means that one map maker gets the opportunity to make an awesome map, and he may or may not actually follow through on that project. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that actually improves the community as a whole. 
interesting. I finally got the tweet up. Uh, Neil, Neil's thinking of creating a fundraiser for zombie map makers, not a contest, but a way to raise money for select creators to produce quality maps. They entertain thousands and make YouTubers money. Any map maker that has talked crap about you always win would be disqualified from receiving a penny. <laughs> um, well, I think the sentiments there, right? No, okay, th that that's a little different. Right? I thought this was like we're just gonna pay one map maker to make his dream map for like two months no um, if this is like if if we found a way to um directly support mod maker map makers like so the way right now if you want to support a map maker is you can just donate to like they usually have like a paypal donation or something like yeah that. A lot of map makers do. um and if you really enjoy a map i recommend you do that so that people are encouraged to continue making good maps but if we had found a way for example like through patreon for content map like content creators to be able to continue making maps then that i think actually does improve the quality of maps overall gotcha uh, see I, I think it's a I good idea i thought if this was just a one-time yeah I, well i also misspoke as well i didn't have the tweet in front of me so i was shooting from the hip there and misspoke as well so that's on me uh, uh but also legal though is the issue because activision does not like you making money off their assets. That's not okay. So I wonder if legally this would run into a lot of problems because, as you know, the people that used to sell the renders to YouTubers to use for their thumbnails, they got in a ton of trouble because Activision found out that they were profiting off of ripping their in-game assets and, and selling those assets to others to use. So that's something I didn't even know happened until a little while ago when some of those people that did that told me about it, and that's why they don't do that. And if they do, they do it hush-hush at this point, I assume. Yeah. Um, that's actually a good point, yeah, because you can't... Well, maybe... Maybe they'll... Patreon is actually the answer to that because it could be like, well, we're not we're not charging you for the maps. This is just right. a way that you could donate to. Yes. Um, so it, it's a different product. Like you're supporting me creating maps, not that you're trying to buy new yeah, maps. The, ma the maps the maps are always going to be free, but you can pay monthly to help support me and get insight into what it, like early looks at what i'm creating right see it always rubbed me the wrong way like early when leviathan came out that people were trying to have paywalls to play the map that really bothered me for custom zombies i'm like you're not in the treyarch you don't own these assets what do you mean you're going to charge people to play your custom zombie map that always rubbed me the wrong way uh, so i don't know we're this definitely is far different than that they're just saying support a creator geez like as we've had multiple map makers on sometimes it's a, a month turnaround or it's a multiple month turnaround or it's years to make a map so well, i think sometimes people don't people don't people don't think about the map makers certainly um, you know maps just come out and they play them and you know that was like for example boss depot and town reimagine for me until um so Alex reached out and asked to be on the show and that we were happy to have him on the show. Um, but I think because because there's not like a personality around map makers, mm -hmm. people don't think about them. Yeah. Um, they might just see a name listed on Steam, but they don't know much about that person. Right. Um, that makes it hard. Like if there was a YouTuber who was also making maps, I think that's a lot. I think there are people. some here and there, but I'm not sure no, there's there, any there big are, ones. Yeah. I should, I should be. But I think that's one way to like, like establishing yourself as not only a map maker but a creator um i think that's the easiest way to start like for example opening up a patreon to help you support map making 
Yeah. Um, but I think I think if every map maker had a Patreon, I think that system would also fall a little flat. I, I agree because then now it's 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 so expensive to try and support but all like, your favorite how, guys. How do how do I as a map maker let people know that this Patreon even exists? Right. Um. And Verico and chat says you're supporting the service not the assets in that situation that's the fine line you're walking right you're trying to support support the service they're providing but i feel like activision would be like yeah but but you when you use these tools you agree you're not going to make money off this you agree when we release these mod making tools i guarantee that's in there and they're texted like you can't resell these maps you can't pretend these maps are yours activision owns every custom map i would imagine is in the fine print that that's their game it doesn't run without black ops 3 or world at war that's still property of activision so it's it's a weird one and i don't know if activision is the bad guys per se in the situation that's either just, just had a lot of um, right yeah i mean i think that's just business you're talking about uh millions if not billions of dollars invested into the call of duty franchise and then joe schmo is going to pick it up obviously they need a lot of talent and it takes a lot of time to make a map but say they do and they start charging what a dlc would be and then people are saying oh well i'd rather buy you know if i got to spend money to buy the custom maps i'm not going to buy the real maps which is a terrible argument that definitely wouldn't happen but you know we start going down a slippery slope right and that's where activision doesn't even want to have those comments mm -hmm. you don't have any agreements anyway for ip rights with the ideas you create in their mod tools i check like every eula an agreement they have what does that mean i, I, I read that comment i didn't understand it either um Shmoe. and i i this even though i, I haven't read the, even though i haven't read the eula um i wouldn't be shocked at all and i would probably bet money that somewhere it's written that activision owns everything you're creating definitely Treyarch doesn't own what they're creating how could you that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Treyarch doesn't have the rights to the zombie series. If they went and turned around to try and make zombies without Call of Duty, they'd get sued into the ground by Activision. It's not their rights. That's just like the creator. What's his name? Jimmy Zielinski. But before him, what's his name? You know him very well. You read the article. You've sent it to me multiple times. We wanted to get him on the podcast. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Snyder. Jesse, Jesse Snyder. Snyder. Thank you. Jesse Snyder. He couldn't turn around and make another zombie game. He'd get destroyed because he doesn't own the rights because he's working under Activision. So you can create maps and own the idea and sell the idea, but not the map if that makes sense. Oh, I don't know. That mm. doesn't sound right to me as a business person, but maybe. I mean, you're in the map creating community, but I feel like that's a fine line. I mean, what we talked about with the other creator of all the issues he had releasing Kowloon Remastered. Um, but I think, I, I think the idea in concept, I'm going to create, for example, mm. like, a nice little town with a pit of lava in the middle um and then there's going to be a bar and there's going to be a bowling alley and there's going to be a bank i think that idea is so vague in general but the actual files itself which at the end of the day ideas are worthless um what really matters are is the actual map that is definitely not owned okay potential i i see where you're coming from that and possibly the point and he says like uh dota and warcraft 3 way back in the video that is a very 
good point. That's just like the armor mods, because th this is where like Fortnite eventually evolved from. Was um, Daisy armor? No, even before them, right? Because it was a armor mod that gave us Daisy that eventually went to PUBG that eventually went to Fortnite. I mean, now it's like, okay, who really owns this, right? Because battle yeah, royale is battle royale. Nobody, nobody quite owns the idea of battle royale. Yeah. So. So yeah, like, but but ideas are also worthless, you know. I don't know. Well, well, I don't know, but there's an intellectual property right, so I don't know. I can't technically no, get no, behind. But, but what, what do you mean by worthless. that? Yeah, is what I'm. Ideas are worthless in the sense that, like, whoever whoever made the first battle royale. Yeah. You know, tough luck to them because Call of Duty went ahead and made their own one, and Fortnite made one. Okay. You know, so I see what you're getting at there. Right. Yeah. I, I'm coming from the business aspect of like an idea. People literally just patent ideas because they're so Gen valuable. To make sure others general, can't use them. Very general, very basic ideas are worthless. Sure, sure. I see where you're getting at there. And also, I can just take your idea and tweak it and then call it my own. Right. And uh, people that don't respect intellectual property rights, basically anybody abroad, uh, then they'll just straight up copy it anyway. They don't care. We've seen the Chinese market do that with Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, so Call of Duty has to try and play ball with them. Uh, the way they reskin, retexture, or just be like, okay, you know, I mean, that's the same thing Google did. Google's like, okay, China's either going to make their own or we're going to work with China. And they went and did that. And they're like, we're working with China. We don't want to lose out of the money. So all very interesting, interesting conversations and ideas that are very alive inside the custom modding community. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it leads. I just thought it was interesting enough to bring up both what Guns for Hire is suggesting, if there's the legality behind it, and how that would benefit. Because I think it would. I think he makes a great point that, as I read it again, not a contest, but a way to raise money for the creators that produce quality maps. They entertain thousands and make YouTubers money. How much money have YouTubers made off custom zombie maps in comparison to the people that create them? It, I mean, yeah. just one Noah video probably dwarfs the majority, if not all, the money they've ever made off their concept maps. I wouldn't be shocked if, if some of the best maps made no money. I agree. Um, because how many people, like, how many people, one, see, like, those random donation links that people put in their, yeah. um, in their map descriptions, and how many people actually go ahead and click and then go and donate? Right. I guess very, very few. I agree. It's It's got to um, be... I think I honestly I think Patreon is the best answer, um, but mm -hmm. it just really comes down to getting people to be aware that a Patreon even exists, and then also creating enough um, interest to get people to then donate to that Patreon. You would have to do a collaboration, the map creators, the creators would have to agree like to be releasing maps maybe, every like month, it, and they're on a rotation. If maybe a group of creators banded together, but even then, Oof. like they, but they, they need a platform to make themselves more visible. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, I think the Steam Marketplace doesn't do a good enough job. Well, I think Guns for Hire would totally shut them out if they set them up with a Patreon page and you have a group of five creators. It's probably way more than that, but you have a group of mad make, map making creators and they're turning out maps every month while basically one guy's working on one map for a year, but he's going to release it, you know this month and then the next month is the deadline where each person has that timeline to be releasing these maps but then you're going to get into the drama of splitting these maps how what the value is the the patreon it just goes down a complicated path when you start to get money involved it makes everything so complicated 
Also, what are the download figures on this map? On these maps, you know. A great point. That's How many people are actually playing it? Excellent point. Because I I, w I wouldn't be surprised if um, not that many people actually download a map. Yeah. And most of the way people experience these maps are through watching YouTubers play. Right. Um, yeah. You know, because it's it's like obviously everybody knows that PC is the runt of the litter when it comes to Call of Duty. Absolutely. The, of the sales come from PlayStation and Xbox. So. Mm -hmm majority of your player base can't even download the maps and then you have then you have to say then you have to take a small subsect of player bases mm -hmm. of player base and then divide that subset even further into the people who find zombies and then divide that subset again oh to the people who are not only playing zombies but still playing zombies and actively playing custom maps yeah i think it's i think it's actually a really small group it has to be interested to see the download figures and when I say a small group, like if a map maker came up to me and said, oh, I have uh, 10,000 people who played my map, mm -hmm. I, even though that number sounds big, I would actually still call that number small, especially when you consider that maybe Call of Duty sold like 15 million copies, you know? Right. In, in the grand, scream, grand scheme of Call of Duty, and especially the views then that turn around on a Noah J video where he's clearing 340,000 yeah, views where on... It's like a, Okay, 10,000 people play, played your map, but a million people watch Noah's video. Exactly. So that's another... So that's how oh, I think most people are experiencing these maps. That's a great point. And now how do you quantify that? That is an excellent point. Now, now I'm not making the argument that YouTubers then suddenly deserve all the credit. Oh, and fuck all the that. No, no, no. They're already making money stuff. off the video. That's not, that's not no. at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I actually don't think that many people are playing the maps. Um, yes. And I think that, that that makes it even harder to do this sustainably. You're right. Like if Call of Duty, I just threw it into the calculator. If Call of Duty sold 15 million copies and 10,000 people downloaded a map, yeah, that's 0.00066 of the player base. Right? How do you justify that? It's yeah, tough. It's 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 a small subset. Um, but if if a map maker actually was able, like a, uh, that'd be an interesting question for Alex. Like yeah. how many people actually downloaded Town Reimagine versus how many people watched Tim Hansen's video, which I think is a couple million. Views. Right. That's Hmm. You got me there, John. <laughs> yeah, like Tim's video. Tim's video has 1.9 million views. Jolik's video has 600,000. Noah's video has 1.7 million. Look at this. Um, uh, obviously, you know, I, it's I bigger really, for them. Most, most look at chat. people are not playing the map, but instead of watching the maps. Look at that. Over 100, almost 110,000 current downloads for Town Reimagine. Pretty, really? Pretty freaking good. I'm not. I, no, that's that is amazing. That's amazing. Like, I don't want to discredit. That's that. amazing. Right no, this is Rob Duck, or Rob oh, McDuck. Okay. <laughs> this is a good name. Um. No. Okay. So that's amazing, and I absolutely undersold it um, by yeah. saying ten thousand. I'm shocked. I thought it would be three to four thousand downloads. To be honest with you, because of I look at when they post the trailers, right? They love to hype up their own maps, and they get anywhere from like. 20 views to a few thousand views when you have released trailers for custom zo zombie map releases. But I guess anybody who's still playing on the workshop, you know, when you get featured, that must be that big a deal. That's insane. And favorited by okay, 2,700 people. So Black Ops, uh, I'm trying to look up the sales figures for Black Ops 3. Black Ops 3 sold 26 million copies. Right, but we're talking; those are Activision numbers with promotion and advertising yeah, no, dollars. No, no, but my, 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 I'm just from a from a player base of twenty six okay. million. Sure, sure. That's about 
0.0038%. But what about the active? Go on Steam right now and see what the active number of players are and see if then that's a bit a better comparison because plenty of people just buy the game, turn it on once and don't play it again. That's a, a large portion of casuals end up doing that. Uh, I do that with other games. I, I've bought in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Death Stranding, and I haven't played either of them yet. They've been sitting there for almost a year, but that still counts as their player base. So I would be curious to know what their active player base is. And then come. I don't know. Well, it's it's not in the. They're not in the Steam top 100. Oh, so you can't even bottom, see. Which, bottom, which bottoms out at 5,800. Oh. Well, that's actively online, though, too, right? Steam. Okay. So, yeah. So it's not large. Uh, Black Ops 3 active player. I think base. most most people who play custom maps have played Town Reimagined, but most people who have played Zombies have not heard of Town Reimagined. Yes. Hey, I got a page for you, John. Here you go. Um, all-time peak was 63,000 concurrent players on PC. Uh, playing over an hour ago was over 3,000 people, which okay. is pretty damn good. 24-hour peak was, so again, 3,300 people. Uh, when do I mean, you... I'm not, I'm not doubting that there's people still playing this game, yep. but... Um... Boy, that dropped off. 2016 October... That's early for that to drop off so much. That's about a year. I guess it's not. It really isn't. But, like, that's a year after it released. So that's just, I guess, the death of Revelations and the new COD came out. That's amazing how that just took 10,000 off the top. And then there's a resurgence on Zombie Chronicles. Nice. And then it's been down. And actually, there's a resurgence right now if you look at it. That's interesting. It was down to 2,000, around 2,000 for a while in 2018, oh, and started coming back. There's been, there's been, like, a growth in custom maps. I think that's part of it. Yeah, that's terrific. And here we are again. I'm just going to link that. And again, you do have the restraints of, like, you have to have a, custom, a great PC to play that. So now it's more expensive to even buy into this as well for these people. So even the people that could support and do love custom zombies are already paying more than the average zombie fans paying to try and get more custom zombie maps. Yeah. It just it doesn't sound like a sustainable it's, business. It's, it just doesn't sound possible. An, it's not an easy space. Oh my god. I think the easiest way to do it would be to be a YouTuber map maker. Yeah. That's yeah. probably the easiest way, but it's Ad not revenue. A, it's there's not a clear path. Topic time. Sure. Let's get into it. Um, uh, Orange Man From says, addressing a little bit of more of the Patreon. Thank you for explaining the the, the free months uh, membership for the previous current members. But I notice it says current patrons can be a co-host once a month. Uh, so what about the the post show chat in the Discord server? Um, Does it still say that? Post- it shouldn't. Yeah, um, I thought we cut both those. Wait, what post show chat? Remember, it was uh, it was the same idea that we would have our weekly call or monthly calls. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we transformed it into a post show call. That might have stuck um, its way through. I'm not sure. Um, so we did we did cut the. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. So no, I misread this. So we did we yeah we did cut the uh, the co host perk. Um... Mm-hmm. As for the post-show chat in the Discord server, we haven't done that. Have we done that? We did that 
November last time we did it, maybe? Oh yeah, no, but that was just as one of the uh, the calls. Yes. So we, we we did cut we did cut the calls, and the reason part of why we cut the calls is that we just found less and less people were entering the calls. Yeah. Like sometimes we get like two people out of maybe like sixty patrons. Yeah. So it just it didn't didn't make, make sense. sense to continue that uh, perk. Um, Ultimate Noob twenty three says, John, what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? Uh, I don't think I have one. Oh my god, there's so many uh, good Bruce Springsteen songs. I don't listen to much Bruce. Uh, uh, classic rock, my guy. Born Born in the USA, I guess. Oh geez, that's a classic one. How stupid are people that play that when they're trying to be patriotic towards America? Um, uh, Captain Murphy says, question for John. When will the items ship? I'm getting a lot of questions today. When will the items ship for those who purchase things during the uh, the cancer fundraiser stream you did? Uh, I have a Zombers mug, extra dog tag, and I'm looking forward to it. Please disregard the already answers on the show today. Yes, I actually I wanted to bring this up. I forgot to. Nice. Um, so... Um, the dance marathon was this weekend. Uh, it actually should be wrapping up in an hour. Um, I have already sent out a lot of the easily mailable stuff. So things like magnets, uh, stickers, and dog tags went out on Friday. Um, and then a lot of the bigger stuff, like the uh, mugs and cups, they're going out on Tuesday. And then I'm hoping to also that day have the... Um, have the posters go out and the mystery boxes they're going to take a little bit more time they're pretty much the mystery boxes are ready to go um actually like i painted them and made them look like actual mystery boxes but i got to get them packaged first to send them so uh little stuff went out on friday bigger stuff is going out on tuesday and then the mystery boxes have a slight delay but they should be reaching people over the next few days Mm -hmm. uh but thank you to everybody who donated yeah Uh, it's wonderful uh, I should actually post that I, I made the donation. I did that on Thursday. That would be a good idea. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Jabo 44 that. says, with the success of the Sonic movie, what other video game movies do you see could hopefully get the same love that Sonic got in his movie? Oh, man. Well, I think there was also a movement for like workers' rights behind that and taking feedback and breaking through the Hollywood was part of the reason it was so successful on top of the movie doing well. I went and saw it just for that point. I was happy they took feedback, redid the design, and they pushed back the date. It was the most accidental, best marketing campaign they could have ever done for the movie. I, yeah, I think there was so much like goodwill from the fans that they actually took the time to make Sonic look good. Mm-hmm. That people were much more open to seeing it. Um, it's a cute, it. cute kids it. movie. Such it's, it's a kids movie for sure, but it it works. Like you, parents have something so they don't blow their brains out watching it. And then I saw it with my brother in law and my sister. It was a cute movie. How's Jim Carrey? He's good. I liked Jim Carrey in it. It was good to see Jim back in action again, and I'm excited to see. The sequel, because there's clearly a sequel coming, and it's and, and then it made so much money. I saw on, on Dalek's Twitter. That's why I can't stand Twitter. Twitter's just full of people that don't no facts, no ideas. Just bleh, what's on my mind? And he's just like, I'm too bad that movie didn't make any money, and it's totally not going to get a sequel. It's like, have you read a single headline? And he's like, well, actually, I could be wrong, but they had to go back, so it must have cost so much money to do all the CGI over. I'm like, actually, I don't think it was that expensive. No. No, yeah, but it wasn't the deal. No. <laughs> so don't um, listen no, to Twitter. Is it, is, it making, is it making a lot of money? It's the highest selling video game movie of all time. It beat Detective Pikachu. It opened with $64 million. 
Is that a low bar, though? It is, but it's still $64 million, the way over budget. They made back everything I, in the opening weekend. I think movies are starting to take, uh, or series are starting to take video game movies a lot more seriously. I agree. Uh, it's earned $203 million at the box office so far. Two hundred three million, and it was a ninety-five million dollar budget, so it's made a hundred ten million bucks. Yeah, uh, more than that. Yeah, I think I think the movie will be fine for like a week, right? Yeah, I think so. Only a week. Yeah, it's yeah. No, it, it's doing fine. It'll get a sequel. Yeah, and well, even the spoilers at the end, they show stuff. I won't I won't say the details of it, but they open it up where you're just like, oh well, one hundred percent. There has to be a sequel now. So. Mm-hmm pretty excited about all of it. It seemed like it'll be a cute thing for kids to have uh, over the next couple of years that they'll get to have their Sonic movies. Uh, they'll, they'll grow up with, like we grew up with whatever our childhood movies are that we really liked. Uh, Mortal Kombat is the next video game movie, I believe, already shooting it. Oh, jeez. How many times are they going to reshoot Mortal Kombat for a movie? I don't know. Mortal Kombat's a tough sell for me. Uh, even The Last of Us, that has gotten canceled. The Uncharted movie's gotten canceled. Uncharted could work. It's just, it's, video game movies are tough. You can't get the same experience when it's a, you know, a 40-hour video game. You jam it down into a screenplay in two hours, two and a half hours. That's tough. Sonic worked really well, and it was a a quick movie, too. It was only, like, 90 minutes, 100 minutes, maybe. At least that's how it felt. It felt like a quick movie. Keep going. No joke was longer than, like, four seconds. It's for kids. Let's go. We got to get them out of the theater. Uh, next question yeah. comes from Nathan G. How do you feel about a new battle royale for Modern Warfare? Blackout yeah, being supported for longer than a yearly cycle. What? What is? So this is where my bias this is very biased. What I'm about to say, very opinionated, not founded in real fact. But to me, this gets back into hard facts and data. <laughs> this gets back into my frustration with Black Ops Four. How to Blackout? took so much away from multiplayer and zombies. It disgusts me that this mode that had to be supported, that took away all these resources and all this dev time and was the focus because this was the meal of the day, battle royales were so big, is now completely unsupported. So what was it for? That's what annoys me the most. There was a lot of good times, though, and a lot of people had a lot of fun with Blackout, so don't take that away from it. That's excellent. It's, it did a good just, job. This is the, ba- the battle royale phase kind of died. It's definitely dying out. Fortnite is um, not top of the viewership boards on Twitch all I, the time anymore. I, I think we're, we're going to look back on Blackout as a relic of its time. 100%. Like this cheap, um, like, it's, it wasn't had, cheap, but, but it, like... But from Call of Duty's perspective, they kind of had to go all in on it just yeah. in case. Yeah. In fairness, huh. it, it didn't pan out. Okay, I guess, well, is it, yeah, Fortnite's actually leading right now actively. It's 244, but Dota's at oh, 228. The other yeah, day I saw it, it was third or fourth. It's obviously still the big, like the most played game in the world. Mm-hmm. But the, the Battle Royale freeze, and I think the easiest way to see this is just like look at look at Ninja's streaming numbers. Yeah, how is he doing on Mixer, they're too? Not, they're not, they're, I mean, I don't know actually what his numbers, but I, I don't think, like, you know, he's not doing like he was back in 2018. Yeah, they're completely. He was killing it. Oh my god, his numbers were ungodly. He definitely took that fat check and new one to get out. You have Fortnite. I'm looking at Twitch right now for when you go into browse. Um, they're the battle royale, but they're also e for everybody. They're the outlier. 
You have Dota 2, which has been around forever. League of Legends, just chatting. Counter-Strike, Grand Theft Auto V, and then I think Escape from Tarkov? I think that's a Battle Royale. But look, it's gone now. Apex Legends is down to 42,000. Smash, World of Warcraft, FIFA, Rocket League. These are the staples of gaming. These are all the different avenues of gaming. They're still around as the dust is settling. And Battle Royale still seems to be on the top of the pyramid at the moment. But it it's losing steam. It's very clearly losing steam over time. And how much is Fortnite only fueled by personalities? Like, if I... No. I don't think it's your personality. View-wise? I mean, uh, no, look at this. No I, think, no, I think people really like actually skilled Fortnite gameplay. I don't think it's as much the personality. I'm saying numbers-wise. I'm saying people do like that. But you look at how many people are watching right now in Fortnite. Uh, there's uh, Montana Black, Booga, Mongrel, 72 Hours. I'm looking at the numbers. 42,000, 27,000, 16,000, 15,000. There we are. Look at this giant cut now. All of a sudden, now it's not the most viewed anymore. So it's that's where I'm kind of getting at. Like, are the personalities the only thing left keeping it afloat? Not that it, it would still have keeping it number one. It would still have plenty of people watching it. For sure. It's Fortnite. People love watching Fortnite. But is it still number one without their ninja? Ninja used to, like you said, rake in thousands of views. He's not there anymore. You start taking away a couple personalities. They switch over to a new game. I don't know. Uh, I think no, because I think if I think if Ninja wasn't there, somebody would have filled his shoes. Okay. Um, I also think we're on the subject of Ninja. Somebody needs to ban him from Twitter. Um, oh God, is he saying stuff? Sometimes some of the some of the stuff he tweets is I'm just throwing shade at Ninja right now. Okay. He's so big that I can punch up at him. <laughs> but I, I saw this tweet the other day, and I'm just like, this man is insufferable on Twitter. Well, what, I don't know if you saw this tweet. Which one? The phrase. The phrase, it's just a game, is a weak mindset. Oh, God. You're okay with what happened, losing, imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's something there, there, There's something to learn. Always room for improvement. Never settle. I'm just like, okay, Ninja. See that advice? My, 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 favorite, my favorite reply to this was me playing Nintendogs. <laughs> this is where Jason's advice to you to me was... Stop taking these things so seriously. That's really where I've ha started to have no, a lot of fun. I, I, I just kind of see it and I, I don't take it seriously. I just see it and I laugh at no, it. No, not you. To Ninja, oh, I'm yeah. saying that. Ninja needs to chill out. Needs to take... I know it's his job. It's his livelihood and all that type of stuff. But it's like, that's at a level that is like, dude... What? I, just, I just love it. I, I just love the line. Losing imperfection of a craft. Oh, great. Great stuff, Ninja. Ugh. You know, something I wanted to bring up that I saw recently in one of my live streams that I really liked, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but Black Ops 4, as we've gotten to these discussion videos about it, somewhere in the past couple of years, uh, this has happened with Game of Thrones, this has happened with uh, Last Jedi in Star Wars, this happened with Call of Duty in the zombies community, somewhere it was lost where I don't like this translates to this is bad. And this has hit a lot of entertainment. And I'm hoping we're starting to get out of that era. I think we are where people might not like a hundred percent of something, but they can still enjoy it. And I think that's what, at least how I've now come back to the zombie community. I still see a lot of people screaming and yelling about things that I'm just like, who cares? What a weird hill to die on. What a weird thing to get upset about. None of, this doesn't matter at all. Just, okay. I know you're passionate and this means a lot to you, but it's like, who really cares how this was written, directed? 
who really cares about how you didn't get exactly what you wanted? It, it, I, I, that dichotomy of if it's bad, it means, or if I didn't like it, it means it's bad, is a weird mentality that is, I think, taken hold and is starting to go away. So I'm wondering if we're going to have a more positive Call of Duty zombies this time around, or if the same voices are going to be able to drag it down and complain about everything. Just just something I wanted to throw out there of interest. Uh, next one, Captain Murphy says, uh, how do you like the Black Ops 3 Mob of the Dead remaster from Shifty Gamer and Jerry Gaming? Uh, barring a few technical issues, I think it's a faithful remaster uh, and been completed on solo now. Um, I guess this is a mod. Um, Didn't we play it, John? Remember, wasn't the, remember the controversy? I think Quinn was still on the show. Remember he took the map away? Remember that? I don't remember us playing it, though. I know I played it. I didn't get to play the whole I, thing. I thought you played it. I thought you did play it. But remember, because it got removed I, from the I workshop, it. then it came back. There was all this drama. I know. I, I, I don't remember any of this. Um, I'm, I mean, I'll look into it more now after the show, but I don't remember any of this. Wait, wait. Okay. Wait. I want to see a Mob of the Dead Remastered Zombros. I just want to see if it comes up. Uh, yep, here it is. Oh, it's really old. It's ah, it's two years ago. And we're live. Hey, Holy shit! And Matt was still on the show. How old is it? <laughs> episode seventy nine. It's over a hundred episodes ago. Holy shit! At all. Um, I'll look into it. I, I gotta refresh sure. myself. Sure. Maybe he re-released it. Maybe more came out. Wow. Dad. I remember there being I remember there being a remaster, but I don't remember. Huh. I don't know. And I agree. By the way, debate can happen, but I feel like to the other topic because Black Shadow Sound UK said that. Uh, read there a bigger fish to fry. Nothing wrong with debate. Completely agree. The internet gets carried away. They they go way too far. I think we absolutely have every right to do analysis, but I find more and more a lot of arguments online. As soon as you start hearing name calling, you're like, "There's no argument here. This map is stupid." I'm Jason Blundell should be ashamed. Why? Why? He promised factions. He mentioned it at a Comic Con panel, and it he didn't come out. It wasn't even part of the reveal marketing. Like. Where did that come from? They mentioned in the Q&A they were going to try and do Newton's cookbook, I believe, was going to try and get in there. Didn't get in the game. Like, in a vacuum, I see the anger. But, like, when you go and realize the business around it, it's like, dude, really? Like, do you got food on your table? This is what you want to you wanna do death threats? What's going on in your life when this is, this, especially in the zombies community? Zombies is getting you upset? That's the only point I was trying to make about that idea of trying to separate I don't like this equals this is bad. Yeah. Um, uh, AHL says, which most anticipated game for this year? Resident Evil 3, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy Remake. Those are my top three. I don't know if I have one. Is that bad? No, you're not a hardcore gamer, John. You don't really play games that much. You just do what you do. Uh, Dabo44 says, did you know League Play is gone? What? 
did you hear the question? Jabo44 said, did you know League play is gone? What are you... you serious? I guess so. Well, I'm going to load up Black Ops 4 real quick. Take me but a second while we answer any more topic times. I got to see uh, this for myself. That, that was the last one. Ah, um, shit. I'll go look in the uh, donations. I'm not, I'm not seeing it anywhere. Um, at least on like the internet. Maybe it's on the like, flip server. Yeah, this could be a... Uh, Sometimes this happens when people get upset, you know. When I'll look this up, but uh, yeah. why don't you do donations? I'm getting I'm getting the donations up right now. Right, Austin, twenty seven. That's me. We have our staples. I saw our staples as usual donating to keep uh, the streams okay, going. World League, World League might be locked. Um, huh. uh, but... So I guess maybe maybe they've taken it down or they they've locked it out. <gasps> no, Mister Drown this week, John. <laughs> Tragic. Maybe he can slip in under the wire. Get a rip in the trap for Mr. Drown. I hope everything's okay. He's he's here every week. It's okay that you missed this week, my guy. You're wonderful. But David Kirk coming in with that fat 999 pounds. Mm, that conversion, baby. Got all the achievements for Bioshock 1. Great series. What's your favorite? And where can they go for future games? It feels like the story has been told. And what would your favorite custom map be so far i still love quiz v2 god damn do i love that world at war map it's one of my favorite custom zombie maps in my experience um all achievements for bioshock one's awesome it's one of my favorite games of all time bioshock one the bioshock series is terrific sly cooper series skyrim shit is the older scroll series but i really only like skyrim last of us uncharted there's all kinds of incredible game series out there it's tough to really nail those down and where do you think they can go future games they gotta reset i don't want to you know what's the best way to get on the worst starting foot for black ops for the next call of duty game i, I didn't i got the little what is it starting off on the wrong foot for the next call of duty game yeah. calling it black ops 5 that's the best way just to ruin that we have a terrible taste in our mouth from black ops 4 and then you're going to call it Black Ops 5. Do you know how exhausted there's a science? That's why Fast and Furious stopped using the numbers because people were getting exhausted seeing all these numbers in movies being like, I'm not going to go see that. It's the eighth Fast yeah. and Furious movie. Keep it. Keep. I, I would say sh don't call it Black Ops 5 and strip down the game. Make it, I think simplify the process. Yeah. I very much so. Focus. Follow the fun again. Your Their advice was some of the best advice you could give. Follow the fun. What's really darn fun about it? And and do that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It is locked. I loaded it up. Wow. It's locked. You can't play World League anymore. Is this normal? It's probably, right? Don't you migrate game to game? I don't know how I'm going to spend my weekends. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is, is this a valid argument for being like, look at how bad the support got? Blackout support's over. World League is over. They stopped hardcore gauntlets halfway through. This was supposed to be the longest supported game ever. You can watch how heartbreaking that is in my latest mainframe episode. We have highlights from the reveal event when Jason says that. And it's just like, they were thinking so large I'm with not, this game. Are you, are you, are you surprised, no. though? No. Just judging by how the season went? No. No. Not even a little bit. But But think about the devs prior, though. Like, yeah. if could you imagine what this game could have been? By far. By far. Now, this isn't normal. Just happened today, said Newbie Gaming. Well, maybe it's a mistake then before everybody starts freaking out. Maybe just something's weird. Uh, but then again, it's just like 
you weren't at the reveal event. They were so confident. They were so happy. How bad was that blue screen break that they were just trying to get the game functional? How, how that alone destroyed Call of Duty's Black Ops 4. That's unbelievable. That 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 one incident, which obviously wasn't just one single thing, it was countless bugs, issues, code crashes, took away everything from that game. How does Treyarch not want to punch back? How do they not feel like an underdog with this next game? That they messed up and they, you know, they're not viewed positively anymore. How, I, to me, this is like the perfect scenario. And Black Ops Four is going to be amazing. Well, not Black Ops Four, Black Ops Five. No, Black Ops Five, they're going to be so inspired. That's what I'm saying. Even though they lost, they have everything against them right now. They got a game early because Sledgehammer and Raven could have sorted their crap out. Black Ops 4 didn't work out for them. You know, this they, they have crunch time and pressure, management moving around. There's got to be. Is this where they can actually rebound because we actually got a break from zombies? Or or is this the collapse? Is this the, is this the awful decline where we're going to start getting embarrassed when we see, like, uh, Mass Effect, for example, the Mass Effect series? Nah, don't say that. They're going to swing for the fences. I think so. I think it's a perfect opportunity. I mean, Noah's going to be back, and you're going to see all your favorite faces and all these new faces, and everyone's going to be loving zombies again. Mark my words. All it takes is a, a good start, and you're going to see everybody happy and on the, the zombie train again, forgetting all the shit that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. They got every chance to bring it back, but will they? Whew, it's going to be a tough one. All right, I think that's uh, all the donations. Also, I'll say in chat, I have emotes. I went and got custom emotes for my Twitch, YouTube, and Discord. You can join any of them. Uh, obviously, Twitch Prime will get you a subscription on Twitch. YouTube, if you become a member, there's a link in the description or should be. You can get access to my neato emotes that I got. Some of them are adorable. Some of them you might think are lame. But at the very least, I think they're perfect for reacting to things. You also got a new emblem of 27 that looks like uh, crystallized. And there's different colors to show you how long you've been supporting the channel. I stream every Thursday now. So I figured... Hey, you want to support the weekly speedrun streams? We're going to still be doing Ancient Evil, and then we're going to be moving on to Derizendrock uh, the week after that for doing speedruns. But we're getting trying to get a sub-hour. I'm getting closer and closer, and it's been a lot of fun, and it's awesome to see all the reception. So if you want to support the channel, do a membership that way as well if you have disposable income. Otherwise, make sure you know, you're feeding yourself. That's more important than the YouTube stuff. <laughs> Any other announcements, John? Nope, that's it for me. Uh, check out the Patreon if you want to continue to support the show. And uh, yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we will see you in the next episode of Zombros. Until then, be safe, and we will see you then. Take care now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We will see you in the next episode.